Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. This Shabbat, we chant a special Torah reading because we are here on the seventh day of Pesach, and so we, we wind the scroll back and have something of a rerun as we recount the song the Israelites sang as they walked through the sea and found their freedom. And what could be a more appropriate Torah portion since this holiday is, after all, designated by our tradition as Zaman Cherotenu, the time of our freedom. But what is the freedom that we're celebrating on this holiday of Pesach? What exactly does Judaism mean when it uses the word freedom? After all, it's a word that's been bandied about quite a bit recently. The word itself sags under the weight of ideologies and biases and bombast. The concept of freedom has been used simultaneously to defend opposing sides of debates and Hellish tyrannies themselves have been built on the backs of claims of freedom. So we have to be very careful when we use this word. So what is the freedom that Judaism imagines as our goal? I want to let you in on a not-too-well-kept secret, but it's kept well enough. Despite what you've probably been taught, Yitziat Mitzrayim, the Exodus from Egypt, our central Jewish narrative, begins in slavery, but ends in slavery as well. I know that's hard to believe. You're probably wondering how that's the case. Well, we can look to Torah. At the very close of Devarim, at the very end of Deuteronomy, one of the last descriptions we find of Moses, of Moshe, our great liberator, is as an evid, as a slave. We read there at the end of the Torah, Vayamot Sham Moshe, Eved Adonai, Be'eretz Mo'av Alpi Adonai. There he died at the command of God in the land of Moab, Moses, a slave of God. Now we can make that translation prettier and say that Moses was a servant of God. But that word eved is the very same word that is used to describe our slavery in Egypt. And so we learn that Moses is born into an imposed slavery, but then dies a slave by choice. And we learn from this, or we can assume from this, that being an eved Adonai, being a slave of God is the highest aspiration of all Jews. 
If that's Moses' final epitaph, surely we should strive for the same thing. And so our journey to freedom goes from Evid le Pharaoh to Evid Adonai, from a slave to Pharaoh to a slave for God. So does this mean that we aren't free? In a limited sense, yes. We are not meant to be free like Pharaoh was free. We're not to seek out the freedom to act on our every whim and wish. Pharaoh could enrich himself while impoverishing thousands. He could snuff out souls as easily as candle flames. He could follow his lust and his greed and his thirst for power. And who would stand in his way? So if freedom means our ability to act without impediment or hindrance, then Pharaoh is the very definition of freedom. And yet, he is the antithesis of how Judaism defines the word. I shall do as I please is not the freedom of an Evid Adonai, of a slave for God. We are not on earth to serve ourselves and become slaves to our desires and our pleasures. And we are also not meant to be free in the same way the Sarim Misim, the taskmasters in Egypt, were free. Those taskmasters who were given just enough power and wealth that it seemed attractive to ignore the crimes upon which their security was built. They were fed, they were housed, they were happy. And therefore, what worry was it to them if human bodies became chattel? If freedom means being free from guilt or free from responsibility or free from self-examination, well, then the Egyptian taskmasters were paradigms of freedom. And yet they are also the antithesis of how Judaism defines the word. The carefree stance that says, as long as I hold the whip, what does it matter who is on the other side? is not the freedom of an Evid Adonai. We are not on earth to slave after the false gods of money and selfishness and power. So what then is the freedom that we are celebrating on this holiday? If it isn't the freedom to act as we desire, if it isn't the freedom to serve ourselves, if it isn't the freedom to pursue our own happiness, what does it mean that this week is Zaman Cherutenu, the time of our freedom? Well, I have a clue, so I thought we would play a very short game. Um, it is harder to do without you all here in the congregation, but if you are near a comment button, this is your moment, and I'm going to have to rely on my colleagues here, and I think it's just the general rule, whoever can chime in first wins, and there's great prizes great prizes. To, there's a, a small jar of marmalade, actually. Uh, so uh, complete the phrase, if you would. When Pharaoh was, when Moses was in Egypt land, let, let my, my people, people go. Very good. I'm not sure who I am going to give that marmalade to. <laughs> but let my people go. Let my people go. That is, that is the refrain of Pesach. That is the refrain of our Exodus story. But we often forget that's just the beginning of a phrase. We have to follow that phrase to its completion. 
God states over and over again in the Torah, Shlach Ami duni. Let my people go, that they may serve me, that they may slave for me. The Jewish concept of freedom is about being free so that we can slave after God's dream. You see, once, ages ago, God gazed upon a world newly formed, and God called it good. Who today could look out at the world and say the same? As we pollute the air and water, as we let children starve and pauperize the sick should they deign to seek treatment, as we distribute instruments of war more readily than voting rights, and as new pharaohs pop up to exploit the poor and enrich themselves, as refugees fleeing conflict and famine in modern exoduses only find impassable borders rather than split seas. Who could believe that God once beheld humanity and deigned call us very good? And yet God did. And so we must be capable of that goodness. The task of an Evid Adonai, of a slave for God, is to believe in that vision for our world and for ourselves and to make it real. And our task is not only to realize it, but to inspire others to join us in the work. We are free so that we can serve, so that we can slave after a world that we can call good once again. But it begins by being of service, by tending to the community and the world around us, by assisting each other. Freed from slavery to Pharaoh, we began as Jews, a mutual enslavement of our own choosing. We decide, we decide to be bound by the bonds of responsibility and restricted by righteousness and confined by compassion and indentured to empathy. We decide, we opt to be enslaved by God's dream. And until we realize that dream, we choose to re remain ensnared to its awesome promise. And that is why it is true each and every year when we recite in the Haggadah, Hashta Avde Lishana Habana Lishana Now we are slaves, and we pray next year we will be free. Now we are slaves because we are slaves for God. But if we work hard enough, if we feed the poor, if we break open the jailer's door, if we welcome in the stranger, if we heal and bind up the wounds of the sick, if we administer justice equitably and fairly, if we extend our hands to the lonely and banish hate from our hearts, if we learn to serve one another and not ourselves, then our servitude will be at an end. But until that day, we are called, like Moshe, like Moses, to be Avde Adonai, slaves for God, toiling away for sacred purpose. And so, after this holiday ends, we will go back to work. And know all of your ways and wisdom.
Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Hello, 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 hello,